Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Our conversation in this episode is about how hurt hides in our conflict. So much of our, our conflict is, is actually connected to hurt, and for the most part, we're not actually even aware of it. For many of us, uh, we see hurt as something that is meant to, to hide or something we ought not to acknowledge, or it's not okay to feel hurt. And, and I would say for, for so many couples that I work with, that Lisa and I work with, that we see and or interact with in workshop settings and also in practice is that part of what's happening for a couple in conflict, and I know this is true for Lisa and I, is that actually one and or both of us feel hurt. And, and we tend to see hurt as something that ought not to be expressed or ought not to be felt or as if there's something wrong with us in feeling hurt. Yeah, or maybe just we don't want to express it. It's too vulnerable. It feels, it doesn't feel very safe. It doesn't feel very protected. Um, yeah, so I think it's easier to feel angry. It's easier to feel frustrated, these kind of stronger feelings. But hurt is such a vulnerable, soft feeling. We naturally protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, when we do feel hurt, we tend to have, a, and I think this is true for so many of us in our marriages, we tend to have uh, two relational responses when we feel hurt. One is we tend to either blame or accuse. And the second is we, we tend to hide uh, or withdraw or we just go silent. Uh, Gottman, John Gottman uh, refers to it as stonewalling. It's very similar. Uh, we just don't engage. Uh, we either stay silent and not say anything and or we just physically withdraw. So two primary relational responses, again, uh, we either blame and or we hide. And I think that's a, those are common ways in which we navigate hurt. And part of the reason that we might react and respond in that way uh, is because we might see hurt as, as too intimate or too vulnerable, like Lisa just said, is that sometimes the tenderness or the, the vulnerability of hurt uh, is just too much to bear, uh, that, that there's something wrong with me that I feel hurt, that, that I actually shouldn't feel this. I think also it it's very connected to shame. And so often we feel ambivalent, like, should I even share this? You know, like, do I even want to acknowledge that I'm having this to myself, much less to the other person? Because it just, it feels almost shameful mm-hmm. that I should even be offended or hurt, you know, in this situation. Mm-hmm. One of the those ways, those two ways, you know, with regard to hurt, uh, blame. Blame sounds like this. Blame is something like uh, when, and here there are two words uh, in our in our language that send that tend to send the message that we feel hurt. And the two words are always and never. Uh, you, you you never listen to me. Uh, you, you're always late. Uh, those are just two, I guess, playful examples, but real life examples at the same time that that send the message that that one is hurt. So when we blame. When we accuse, uh, it it has this tone and uh, reflection that there's something underneath the always and never. What I would call what we call this undercurrent uh, that that our hurt is is like this undercurrent of the surface. So our words are surface reflection 
of the hurt that we feel. And, and always and never are very powerful words because uh, they're, they're not meant to harm the other, although they could be used to harm, but they're actually uh, a powerful reflection of the hurt that's underneath the words. So many of us in our marriage, especially in conflict, I think that we use those words so frequently and, we're, and often we're not even aware of it. Mm-hmm. I think we often, one of the common feelings is just defensiveness, you know, and so we have a conflict and there's maybe an expectation, something went wrong, something didn't work out the way we wanted, we didn't get what we needed. Um, so we get defensive, you know, and we, we don't want to take our part. We just want to blame the other. We want to just, you know, say it's your fault and, um, and just kind of be frustrated or disappointed again. But what's really underneath that. And I think this is newer for us that we realized how much hurt is really hiding underneath conflict. Um, and it's, it's been helpful just to be able to learn how to recognize that in ourselves because it helps us to be softer and helps us to maybe take away the judgment again of, you know, this is actually happening. I'm actually feeling hurt right now. And that's why I'm feeling so frustrated and angry and, mm-hmm. and why we're having conflict. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, common relational response we have is we hide, we just withdraw and hide isn't necessarily mean literally. Um, but sometimes that is true, but hide as, as a withdraw, we just don't engage. We go away. Uh, last week, uh, we're, we're right in the middle of our, our planning season where we live, uh, in our garden. And, uh, I, I love gardening. I love being outdoors. I love to plant things. Uh, and we have this, uh, I don't know, say somewhat expansive garden. And I said, Hey, Lisa, uh, um, and I'm thinking about adding some more space to the garden. <laughs> and your response was, it was just two letters and it was an emphatic no. Well, I, it I, was, that's all Lisa said. She just said no. <laughs> and, and if you could have seen what happened next, uh, this is a classic, uh, very familiar part of our dynamic, but also for many of you that are listening is when we feel hurt, we withdraw. And it's exactly what I did. I just walked away. I just didn't engage. Well, and I, I had been thinking about this. I thought, you know, the garden was a little big last year and I don't know that we har- harvested everything. So I'd already been thinking like, okay, I don't think we need to add anything. So it was kind of on the tip of my tongue when, when, he, when you mentioned that. And so know. it just kind of came right out. Yeah. I, I get the reason. Like, of, of course it makes sense why there was a no, but, but here, here's what happens for many of us is we, we, we withdraw and we don't engage. Uh, we, we go away cause we feel hurt and, and I, I you know, and we're both in our mid fifties and I would just say this has taken us decades to realize this is what's happening in marriage more often than we're ever aware of is that a common response we have to hurt is we just, we just withdraw. We just, I, I, I don't engage. I didn't like that Lisa, that you said no, you know, it felt somewhat parental, I think, but also, um, I was bothered like, like what? I can't, I want to, I want to, I, I like, I like doing this. I, <laughs> It's not okay that you, and I didn't know what to do. And so, so what happens for many of us is, is we just don't say anything. Uh, we just don't respond. Right. And, and and I think for me, I, I really didn't have a strong feeling about it at that moment. I just kind of felt like, oh, I don't want to do any more work. But um, I think in the past, maybe we wouldn't have talked about it again. And mm-hmm. maybe you would have continued to be frustrated and I would be maybe oblivious, you know, that, I don't even know what I said. And so then 
you know, that kind of builds momentum for maybe the next conflict and it just builds. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon you can't even remember, you know, what your initial hurt was about because you're just one conflict leads to the next. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's been really helpful to be able to address and deal with the hurt in the moment as close as you can to the moment. As close as we can. Yeah. And this, I would say, you know, couples will often ask, you know, how much, like, okay, now what? Now, now you feel hurt. Steve, you felt hurt. Now what? what? What do we do? And I would say, well, you know, within a quote unquote reasonable amount of time. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen doesn't in happen, the moment. No, it doesn't happen in the There's moment. Too many There's emotions going too on. Too many emotions. I, I actually went away and wondered just for a moment about what happened. Like, And I, and I would say that's a very helpful internal question to ask uh, when we feel hurt, bothered, upset, frustrated, disappointed about something. We ask ourselves the question, what happened? Because what happened is a, another form of invitation. It's another form of curiosity, what happened. And and I was actually able to just, I think, be aware of, oh, I, I was a bit bothered by that. I was a bit bothered by what Lisa said. So he, here's here's what we would then suggest and offer you and what is true in our own marriage is, okay, what happens next when we feel hurt? How do we bring hurt? How do we name hurt? How do we offer hurt? Uh and without causing more defensiveness. Yeah, without causing more conflict or right. more defensiveness. Yeah. Right, because a lot of times I feel like, oh, I don't even know if I want to bring this up because, you know, we're going to enter into a whole new conflict now and it's going to take up half the day. <laughs> do I really mm-hmm. want to do this? And so I'm hesitant maybe to bring up, gosh, I was hurt because I don't know how it's going to be received. I don't know if it's going to lead to something else. Um, so we can be really resistant and ambivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you just named is helpful the caution is a often for many of us a tremendous amount of caution to name hurt, reflect hurt, put words to hurt. Why? Uh, because some of what you said of it might be dismissed, ignored, minimized, mocked, even like uh, the question I think we're all terrified of when we express hurt is the question that comes in response to that of what's wrong with you? Like, are you serious? That bothered you? That hurt you? And that that's where shame kicks in. And, and part of what happens when we feel shame is we just feel this internal sense of judgment. Like, what's wrong with me that I'm so upset? And, and I think for many years in our own marriage and from perhaps those of you listening, to pay attention to what is your own caution, fear, hesitancy, even ambivalence. Ambivalence just meaning mm, hesitancy. Should I or should I not? express or name hurt should i should i or should i not or is it okay to i, I think part of uh what is so mm, what we might name as uh this this theme of disconnection in our marriage is that one and or both of us feels hurt and it's not named it's not expressed mm-hmm. it's not acknowledged mm-hmm. so our invitation both in our marriage yours as well is is could you imagine expressing naming hurt in a way that actually cultivates connection, cultivates understanding. What do we need when we feel hurt? It's another way of talking about it. What, what do we crave when we feel hurt? I think this is where sometimes we'll use the analogy of, of children because I think it's a really helpful image of what we actually crave in our marriage. Not that, not that we're a parent to one another, but what we need from one another uh, is very similar to what happens for a child when they're hurt. What do they, what do they need from the caregiver or attachment figure when they feel hurt, I mean, I think they just crave understanding. They crave validation. They crave words of along the lines of, oh yeah, of course, of course that bothered you. And of course that was hurtful or, 
oh, I could see, I, I can see, or I could see why that might have been upsetting to you, or why that might have been frustrating to you. So hurt is the intent of expressing hurt is with the hope of understanding and validation. That's what we crave. That's what we need. But if there's any hint, any hint of it being mocked, dismissed, ignored, minimized, I think that's where we sometimes make almost vows or even create the sense of loyalty of, I, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, why would I want to be such a fool to express hurt if I have a sense of my spouse was going to minimize it or mock it. Right. I mean, when you, when you have hurt, that's one thing, but then if your hurt gets mocked or minimized, then you just feel like Hmm. it's just so much deeper and, um, so much harder to come back that next time. So I think there's a part here where there needs to be a sense of safety created in the Hmm. relationship that you begin to make a place for, sharing this. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think for us, it started small and kind of in those safe areas, maybe a lot later than when the, you know, the first conflict happened, but maybe a few hours later or a day later, say, you know, when that happened, this is kind of how I felt. And, um, actually Steve came up with a really good phrase of how to communicate that. And I just, I love this phrase. I share it with everybody. <laughs> um, but it's naming impact without, without blame. So why don't you Tell them about your phrase. <laughs> it's often a phrase I use, uh, you know, in my therapeutic work, but also in other settings of how might we be intentional about how we name impact without blame and what it looks like is something along the lines of what you just named is you use the words when then. When then is a, a such a, f- I'd, I'd just say helpful phrase. Uh, when we feel hurt is, you know, when you said no to, here's an example. So going back to the garden example, when Lisa said no to me, uh, obviously I was hurt. So that that's how we might express hurt in a way that cultivates understanding, that cultivates validation, it cultivates connection. So, hey, Lisa, can I share this with you? You know, when you said no to me, uh, you know, that I, I was bothered by that. It was, it was actually hurtful. Uh, I felt like I was being told that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And 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 that if you could have been in the room, you you might have noticed that the tone of voice it, it was out of invitation, it was out of reflection, it wasn't out of accusation. And I think for so many of us that the, we tend to express our hurt with accusation, with you know you, when when you said it this way, that that really bothered me, uh, or you shouldn't have said that, or have, you that was really mean, mm-hmm. or you know, kind of a, an accusatory, which mm-hmm. only causes defensiveness. Mm-hmm. So we're saying we're going to circumvent defensiveness in a way, because it's invitational. It's like, here's my hurt. And now the other kind of has a chance to respond to that without having to feel defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say that phrase naming impact without blame, I think for so many of us, uh, can be a, another, another game changer in the way that we would navigate a conflict because it's, it's a way that cultivates understanding it's a way that cultivates connection any hint of hurt being expressed with blame i would say 100 percent of the time and even more uh, would and does promote defensiveness is that when we feel blamed for the hurt that we might have caused our spouse we automatically become defensive it's a natural i think human response mm-hmm. so we're we're in we're 
inviting ourselves and you as well to a level, I think, of vulnerability uh, to be able to express hurt, to be able to express it without blame. Yeah. How we are impacted uh, in a way that allows understanding to be cultivated and validation to be experienced. Yeah, I think it was especially hard for me. And um, this phrase has been really helpful t- in order to help me to put words to what I'm feeling, like how am I impacted right now? You know, and to focus on that rather than how frustrated I am at you or how the situation didn't work out or whatever. But this phrase helps me to realize how am I impacted? What am I feeling right now? Am I feeling belittled? Am I feeling patronized? Am I feeling um, ignored? Or, you know, just all those kind of feelings that are actually all hurt in different ways. But when I can put words to that, and that helps me, mm-hmm. and then it also helps you to understand how I'm feeling. Because a lot of times what hurts one person doesn't hurt the other person. Right. And so a lot of times we don't understand why would that hurt you? And and we don't mean to belittle or mock someone, but it's so far out of our understanding that we just automatically go, why is that a big deal? You know, and we and we don't realize the judgmental tone that has with it. So um, I think when we're able to vulnerably share, this is how it's impacting me, the other can go, wow, mm-hmm. okay, gosh, I didn't realize that impacted you in that mm-hmm. way, you know? And it, it makes you kind of move toward the other because you you realize something that you maybe didn't know. I mean, even after 34 years of marriage, there are times when we share something that hurts us and the other is surprised. Absolutely, know? surprised. And... I think sometimes in our surprise, what you just said is helpful is that often we respond to our spouse's mm, hurt uh, with with explanation or uh, what I would use the word intent. Well, that, that wasn't my intent or that's not what I meant or that's not actually, I don't think that's what I said or I didn't mean it that way. So we want to differentiate between impact versus intent that how, how we're able to reveal hurt in the way that impacts us and how we can hear hurt, how I can hear Lisa's hurt being expressed or offered to me uh, without being preoccupied by my intent. And I think that's where so many couples get stuck. It's that they hear their spouse's hurt uh, in a way, like you just said, it's surprising, but also it kind of doesn't make sense. What, what what do you mean? And well, I didn't say it like that, or I didn't mean it that way. And that's often how we start, which only perpetuates disconnection. And so we're we're asking, inviting ourselves to stay connected to the impact before intent. Yeah. And again, I think like we talked about with conflict, we're not we're look we're not looking for the resolution yet. We're not looking for the outcome. We're not outcome based. What we're looking for is um, you know, how to express what we're feeling and then, oh, what I said impacted you in that way and, and help me understand that more. Help me, you know, be curious about that. Whereas I've, if we're looking for an outcome, I think we're more focused on explaining my intent. You know, like I didn't, I didn't want the garden to be bigger because I don't want us to have to work harder and I don't want us to have to have all this extra produce, you know? And, and so it's very rational and, and logical and, and, you know, all of these things may be true, but the fact is you, that's your playground. You want to have more garden. You want to mm-hmm. play in the garden. And so, okay, you know, that that's where I needed to understand 
this is actually something I really want to do. And that mm-hmm. really hurt my feelings, you know, and it, it just sounds really vulnerable to have to say it like that. It but does. it also drew me toward you like, oh, I forgot. That's something you love. Of course, go ahead, do it. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, what's a few more beans, you know, it's <laughs> a few more beans. That could be our new There were a lot of beans last year. <laughs> What's a few more beans? I, I think what, you know, what you just named too is uh, part of what is difficult when we feel hurt is, is, is that hurt is, a, is housed in as an emotion and it's housed in right brain. Right brain is the how it basically houses and, and holds our emotion. Sometimes when we feel hurt, though, we're met by a left brain response, and left brain is logic and reasoning. I mean, it's a simple way of talking about the brain structure, but when we are hurt, we crave a a right-brained response to our hurt, meaning we crave an emotional response. Rarely, if ever, are we able to actually receive a left brain response when when we're in a right brain state, which is why it doesn't work. It's why for many couples, that's what perpetuates hurt and conflict is we try to reason out the other's hurt. Well, uh, that I don't think it was that way. Or actually, I think this is what was said. Or mm, so we use logic and reasoning as a way to try what we believe actually might be helpful to our spouse. But for the most part, it's unhelpful. We can get to logic and reasoning after we have this right brain to right brain response of, mm-hmm. oh, I could see. And what do we mean by that? We just mean, oh, yeah, I could see that bothered you. Validation, understanding. Oh yeah, I could see that hurt you. Oh yeah, like when there's a communication of understanding, the other feels soothed. They're they're actually able to hear a bit more about. Oh, and can I share what I actually might have what I might have meant when I said that, or what I actually was trying to communicate? So it's it's it, it opens the door mm-hmm. to a conversation around intent. Mm-hmm. You could share. Well, we had too many beans last year when and if there is this offering of empathy and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part of our invite to you is, could you imagine being a bit more intentional about naming, expressing hurt without blame, uh, being able to pay attention to common, you know, one of the two relational patterns that tend to happen or occur for us. What happens for you in your relationship when you feel hurt? What tends to happen relationally when you might feel, feel hurt, bothered, frustrated, disappointed by something that has occurred between the two of you. Mm -hmm. And I I think a lot of times, again, this is often connected to our story, which is another helpful, um, just a way to begin to understand even ourselves to think back and think, how is this related to, you know, maybe something in my family of origin, you know, that was I allowed to go out and do what I wanted to do in the yard or, you know, just kind of like an example of maybe something that goes way back to our core. And, um, cause sometimes our feelings don't make sense to us either. And we wonder why is that so triggering for me? Why am I so upset about that? It's, you know, even to you, it seems like even to yourself, it seems like it's not that big of a deal. Why am I so, you know, upset about it? And that's a time I think often, that we are learning to go back and go, how is this related maybe to something mm-hmm. in my story that is triggering a deeper emotion? So um, so that can be helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what you just offered, again, I think as a reminder of, and invitation that for both Lisa and I, but also for those of you listening is 
the intentionality around asking ourselves, what happened? What happened? And I, and I do think that's part of a, a place and a, a moment in our marriage where when we have the courage to ask ourselves what happened, I think it invites and opens the door to the possibility of being able to move toward our spouse with the hurt that we might feel in a way that cultivates connection uh, rather than perpetuating the disconnection that often occurs when we do feel hurt. Yeah. And when we are able to share, you know, what we're feeling or we're able to listen and hear what the other's feeling and go, Oh, okay. Even when it's connected to story, Oh, that's, you know, I really, I understand you better now. I understand. Mm -hmm. And there's just this, a level of understanding that again, creates connection has nothing to do with the outcome, but it creates connection in the midst of whatever it is, you know, we're going to do. By the way, I think we're going to enlarge the garden. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to have more beans this year. (laughs) Thank you for joining us uh, on this episode. And may you be intentional uh, this week at some point in being able to name hurt without blame. Thank you for listening to the reconnect marriage podcast. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us at the reconnectinstitute.com. <laughs> <laughs>